coming to you live from deep within inside the Wrestle House. My name is Carl Carafel. This week, I'm joined alongside the ever so famous Pluggo from Between Two Beards and Love Wrestling's own Ectoguy87. That's how you find him on the socials. Alex, welcome, guys. To turnbuckle talk. Let's get that logo up there. And just one moment as we get to these comments here. Matt coming in saying you're early, you're cutting into my supper time. Too bad. Eat and watch at the same time. Matt, I love you, Ed. Right. Thanks for coming in here as well. TBT time. Yes, it is. Guys, it is absolutely amazing to have both of you on this program. I know, Alex, I think this might be your first time on yes. Buckle Talk. Tell me, what do you do at Love Wrestling? And where can people find you other than, well, everybody knows Ectoguy. Yep, <laughs> besides the socials. Well, I am the producer for Between Two Beards. I'm also a video editor, and I have my own show, that shows on Saturdays, well, coming up on the 29th, uh, Love Wrestling Figures, where I look at the history and some of the designs put into uh, love wrestling figures and why they might look like that. Yeah. So uh, that's where I am at. And you can find me on the, you know, the Twitter spaces or the Facebook spaces or the MySpaces, uh, if that's still around, I guess. But yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm everywhere. Uh, and nowhere. <laughs> uh, Pluggo, my friend, many people on this program know exactly who you are, but please tell everybody who you actually are and what you do. That's very philosophical if you did that. Who am I? <laughs> Not what I do. Who am I? I am Pluggo. Right. I am one half of the beards on Thursday nights with my boy JPJ. And what do I do here? I don't really know. I think it's more blow the budget and have Spencer rip his hair out. But I'm here and I'm excited to be back on Turnbuckle Talk. I love getting to shoot the stuff with you, Carl. You could say it. You were shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. I'm trying to keep it PG, not my show. I don't want to get other shows in trouble. I know Between Two Beards is in some hot water due to our spending. (laughs) So, but hello, best friend. Yes, yes, there we go. The wordsmith popping in there as well. HCW Sports coming in. Turnbuckle Talk, so stoked for this one. I, I'm I'm stoked for this one, too, and I'm so glad that you were able to pop in here as well. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. We've got quite an episode for everyone today. This one here is, uh, as you saw, there is some things that we're going to be talking about if you saw the graphic when it comes to a little bit of a war that is going on and i say a little bit because yeah that's pretty much all it is it's just a little bit but we're going to get to that because that's our showstopper segment for tonight first off what we're going to talk about is the ring of honor women's championship i love that championship i love ring of honor i love absolutely everything that ring of honor has done throughout its entire existence and I'm a fan of the champion, Rock C. Well, we need to correct that. The former champion, Rock C, who had a matchup against Deanna Perrazzo. That happened over on Impact Wrestling. And we now have Deanna Perrazzo as the Reina del Reina AAA champion. 
and the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. We do know that Roxy had a tryout matchup with the conglomerates, as I call them, the WWE. I want to get your guys' take on this. I'm going to start with you, Alex. What do you think about Roxy dropping the championship just after having a tryout with the conglomerate? Well, I mean, when I first read the news, it was very interesting because she had just won this uh, at the uh, final battle, I believe it was. Yes, um, I believe so, yep. And, you know, like it was a big deal for her, a big deal for the company, you know, and I, I you know, it almost, feel, it almost feels like we're a short time out from that pay-per-view that she now drops that. I mean, yeah, we did hear that she had the tryout with WWE in the Performance Center. Uh, not too long after the pay-per-view. Uh, so it was, you know, you're always going to be in speculation of what's going to happen next for this person. And of course, if they're holding a title on an independent circuit, then you're going to say, well, we're going to have to wait and see what happened. You know, again, what happens to this person, but to see her drop this title to Diana, it almost makes you speculate more towards, Oh, she is going to the performance center. She is going to be going to WWE, but it could have just been a matter of circumstance, like, um, and you know, maybe something else was going on in her life that she had to drop the title. You know, we haven't really heard anything else. So, I'll, I'll go, of course, this is also just all speculation. Right. No, that's exactly what it is. At this point, it's all speculation because we do not have any type of confirmation when it comes to the Performance Center and Roxy. I think it would be fantastic for her. She Roxy is, is young. And I mean, to be able to get into the largest promotion in the world, the conglomerate at such a young age, there's, there's lots of, how do I put this now? Um, there's lots of negativity when it comes to performers now going to uh, the WWE. Um, so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see because most of these other ones have been on the independent circuit for a while. We take a look at like the AJ Styles, the Samoa Joes, uh, guys like that, right, who have made their way up and gone into every other promotion and then made their way over the WWE. Shinsuke Nakamura, another name to really add into that list that kind of just got thrown to the wayside. So... Now, if they were to leave the company, most of them, especially somebody like AJ Styles, has already been kind of saying out there that, you know, I may just be done when all of this is done with the WWE because, well, he's getting up there in age. He's got young kids. He wants to, you know, mm -hmm. have that time at home. It'll be very interesting that maybe if Roxy gets in this early and if things don't pan out, she still has a lot of fight and a lot of life left in her. Definitely. Plugo, what do you think about all of this situation here? I think you hit it on the head. She's young enough to take the shot, get the bag, so to speak, right? Because she'll get the WWE money. And if you're the WWE, you definitely want her. She's young enough. Well, she's 19, 20 years old, something around yeah. there. She's yes. she's insanely talented. I think, you know, she caught fire. She worked that match with Tiana was awesome. Yeah. This is the person you want. If you're if your mandate in the WWE is nobody over they had that mandate about nobody under 20 over 25, stuff like that, that crazy talk, right? You got to start building for the future and you need to get some pillars in there now because let's say, you know, Charlotte Flair, Becky, 
Oscar, Bailey, all of those, you know, the five that we all go to aren't getting any younger. And as you're seeing with Becky out, what the division could be. So if you could get somebody like a Roxy in the building and give her a shot and mold her into the, you know, wrestler you want her to be, she won't be called Roxy anymore because God, we can't, you know, get her confused with the rocks. So, <laughs> but I think it's a, I think it would be a good move for her and for if she wants to go that route, if she wants to go into the, give it a shot and it doesn't pan out, like you said, in two years, they cut her, they release her, which obviously will suck, but she's still so young and she caught fire so early that everybody else will be calling. And if it works out and it pans out and she becomes one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Hey, that's cool too. I think that that woman has so many options that basically it's wherever she wants to put the pen to paper. Now that, that leads me into something a little bit offshoot from this that kind of, kind of triggered something in my head as you were talking there, Pluggo. You, you talked about the, the, the PC, the Performance Center, with the WWE not really wanting anybody under the age of 25. Over so now, 25. Oh, yeah, over 25. They want anybody yeah. under 25. Oh, yeah. So now, now the, the WWE, as we know, has been oh, for oh, the conglomerate. They, they, they've been everything. The, you know, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment for over 50 years, as they claim. So now, is this maybe a situation where they don't want anybody over the age of 25 because they want to maybe help give back to the wrestling world by grooming these people and showing them, you know, training them in the performance center to even if five years down the road, there's quote unquote budget cuts that need to happen. Well, there's still now a byproduct of the WWE and the WWE is helping feed other smaller companies that may be out there. I'll start with you, Pluggo. What are your thoughts on that? I think you're giving them way too much credit. You think so? <laughs> I think the mandate was they want to, maybe they want to get younger. They want to go in the NXT 2.0 direction. They want to be able to mold and build their own stars and not have any indie talent that has a name and already is doing their own thing. Which I think is kind of crazy because if somebody like if Britt Baker got released tomorrow, you know what I mean? Are you not going to sign her? Because she's already done her own. You know what I mean? She's not your product. She's already got a name. So I think what they that might have been a misstep on their part in saying that. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. I read sometimes. I'm pretty sure you did too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember <laughs> that can read. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, some of these words. <laughs> but. I think, yeah, maybe that's what they're, they want to be able to mold and build their own stars into whatever they want. And then that way they kind of control their narrative and it's cheaper. Like you're not, you know, an AJ Styles, for example, that you brought up is going to come at a bigger price tag than say a 19 year old Roxy that, yeah, she's on fire right now, but she doesn't have a track record to prove otherwise. So she's going to be a little bit more cost efficient. And if she turns out to be a the next charlotte flair or bailey you've got her on a dime very so, true i very mean true. that's i think what they're going for is trying to because like you could see it in nxt 2.0 they got it rid of anybody with a name any value that would have probably commanded a bigger contract and now they're doing it pennies on the dollar trying to recreate that magic with whatever they're trying to do over there I'm not going to slander names here. <laughs> not you, my show. 
you kept saying that uh, she caught fire and uh, HCW Sports as well. That's what they said. You know, she caught fire and uh, promotions noticed. Good for her. I fully agree with that. Good for her. I'm super happy about that. Uh, Alex, what, what do you think about my uh, uh, thinking too much uh, situation on <laughs> the WWE kind of helping? I don't necessarily thinking too much because like back in the day we had, you know, WWE and ECW and we've known that WWE would send people down to ECW to get better at their craft. I mean, hell, we even had OVW at one point. Hold on. Ed. (laughs) (laughs) We even had, no, you're fine. We even had uh, OVW at one point where, they sent the big show who was on their main roster down there. And yeah, these are what you would consider um, developmental territories, especially at the time. So, you know, but to send somebody out and to say like, okay, we built them, we'll send them out so they can maybe get better or maybe bring them back later if we need to. uh, It's, I mean, look at Drew Galloway, Uh, you know, he was in the WWE programming, and I even think that he was still around when they de- started to develop NXT. And they sent him out and said, hey, here released. He went out. He got a hell of a lot better, not only in the ring, but looks as well. And right. they said they brought him back in. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be able to do that like a with an AJ Styles or somebody along those lines. However, if it works out, I mean, it's not necessarily, and I hate to use the cliche, but bad for business. You know, at least with these homegrown people, if, as long as you leave on good terms, you can eventually come back and say, hey, I would like to go back to WWE. Understandable. We will put this up here, even though it was supposed to be from a burner account here. <laughs> um, yes, definitely. <laughs> you need to make sure that you're going to check out lovewrestling.ca, and there you will be able to find our boss very own spencer love over at love wrestling who did have an interview with rock c um fantastic interview and i mean for being so young she is just she's on fire she definitely is like she she has a a a good mind for this business for being so young and it's it's real nice to be able to connect with these types of people especially younger in their careers to uh, build those friendships and be able to keep those uh, those bonds going on. And that's that's fantastic. I love that. I love it. I don't know where he gets the budget for Roxy. I have, you know, Alex Kane on one time and I'm a bad guy. (laughs) What's going on here? Uh, (laughs) I I, I, I don't know. It's it's business. It's total business. I I must I must not know how to read those budget reports properly. I don't know. Maybe I think his budget's mine. I don't know. The CEO does always have the, you know, the Lexus as opposed to us that have the Toyotas. That's true. So I have a Dodge, so, you know, (laughs) I got a bow tie now. Yeah, (laughs) I just I just got myself a Chevrolet. So, ooh, fancy. Yeah, well, kind of. It's a 2017 Chevy Equinox. It gets me from point A to point B. It does. It does well. It's an all wheel drive. I like it so far. There you go. Can't go wrong with that. No, definitely not. You know what you can go wrong with? No. When the WWE decides to issue statements, 
Now, this is, I think, really the first time in a while that I have seen the WWE issuing any type of statement about another company. And it's very interesting how they put this. So an article that was published on thestar.com covered the comparison or the competition going on between the WWE and AEW. The WWE then issued a statement uh, about AEW while referencing a match from the December 31st, 2021 edition of Rampage. And I quote, if you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the December 31st event on TNT, it quickly becomes clear that these are very different businesses. We had an edgier product back in the Attitude Era and in a 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. So the matchup in question was uh, Penelope Ford and the Bunny taking on Ty Conte and Anna Jay. Um, yes, that was a bloodbath. It definitely was between those four women. I enjoyed it. I yes. enjoyed the matchup. Um, going with WWE statement there, I don't feel that same sentiment at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Alex, what, what, what are you thinking? Do you think the WWE is correct in their statement that they issued, especially given um, where they're quoting about... Uh, partners and the relationships and sponsors and fans so, and children. <laughs> so in this entire statement, if we're looking at like sections of it, they're not wrong. It is two different businesses that we're in right now, AEW and WWE. However, we obviously have a separation of what they think the general public wants and the fans want and what the fans actually and the general public actually wants. Yes, they're going to be saying, okay, well, sponsors and networks and buildings don't want to see these things because we've known for a long time that, uh, you know, we can't, what the, we can't give blood or we can't, you know, you know, a blade um, anymore, really. And this was like a, a whole thing, you know, for a long time that the buildings that they were in didn't want to see it, you know, commissions didn't want to see it. But yeah, yeah, they had <laughs> had Lena Edge bang on TV. But yeah, but nowadays it's kind of like, well, you know, we're tired as fans, especially us longtime WWE fans. We're tired of seeing all this like cookie cutter niceness, and you know, like uh, we uh, to make an example, Edge and Matt Hardy should have been a knockout drag down brawl where they could have blooded each other, but it was like a you know they were tapping each other. And right. it wasn't it wasn't like the the blood feed that it should have been, but that's because of course, like they they're saying, oh well, we think that this is the generation we live in, but really, you know, like these are off obviously like fights, you know, if we're talking straight down to it, this is a fight between one person and another in a squared circle. You're not gonna you know pull your punches if somebody starts bleeding, like oh, let's get the ref in here and you know uh, clean them up you're going to keep going until they're potentially like bloody and passed out. 
in a real life situation. But in this situation, yeah, I just think like as a wrestling fan, as I am a wrestling fan at heart, I want to see this new interesting thing that with the blood and guts match. And I can't be the only person that wants to see this. You have children that are in the stands when watching professional wrestling matches going, get some tables, light it on fire, light it on fire. <laughs> okay. These are children that mm -hmm. you're hearing say, light it on fire while their parents are sitting right there and allowing that. So, Pluggo, give me your thoughts on that entire situation. Can I ask you guys a question? You can ask any question not you your want. Show. It's not your show. <laughs> Friday, Friday Night Smackdown. Did you guys catch it this week? No. Uh, no. Uh, they promoted the absolute hell out of Johnny Knoxville and Jackass Forever. The king of self-mutilation. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about the Saudi Arabia shows, but they've got some issues with some stuff that's not exactly, you know, forthcoming, right? So we'll take money from all these people that do these things, but no, we're above it. We're not. You'll take the money from the jackasses of the world, but you'll look down upon the AEWs of the world for putting blood in their product. Do as a father, yeah, do I want my kids to watch those matches? Probably not. But at the same time, that's what the ratings for. If you're if you're young kids, AEW is not targeted for the 10-year-olds of the world. They are a 18 to 49 demo juggernaut as we see weekly, right? Yeah. Yes, the WWE is very cookie cutter Disney. That's what they want to do. It's two different products and it's pretty funny that AEW's not competition, but you felt the need to go out of your way to comment on that. And I, it's been a long time since the WWE has gone down those roads. Yes, but they built this billion-dollar industry off of those type of matches. I mean, we've seen some pretty crazy stuff. Now, again, do I want to see the WWE go to a full-blown attitude era, just bloodshed every second of the day? No. But at the same time, if it's too much for kids, then turn the TV off. Right. It, it, see, that's where we get into this, like, as a parent. And I... I am a, I'm a father for that. Everybody knows my son crashes the show constantly. Hopefully not tonight. JPJ's in the crowd. I don't want him to get mad at Owen, but <laughs> if there's something that I deem unnecessary, I just turn the channel off. It's not TNT's job to parent my child. Mm -hmm. If they feel it's okay to put it on then put it on. I have no problem yeah. with it. I thought the match was fantastic. I thought the Rosa Britt Baker was the match of the year. I think the Dustin Rhodes and Cody thing that told an amazing story. There was a lot of blood in that thing. Yeah, you can overdo it for sure. Don't get me wrong, absolutely. And if you don't want to run that kind of show, you don't have to run that kind of show. That's fine, but don't trash the other guy for running that because that's what they are. They're the alternative. You're not giving us blood and gut. Well, I'll go over here. Like GCW this weekend is one of the biggest things talked about on the planet. There's right. gonna be plenty of blood there, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? GCW Game Changer Wrestling, for those of you that don't know, look mm -hmm. them up. Yes. Yes. And if it's, I could like it's almost like as if you know AEW and TNT or TBS understands that you know you have a choice. 
you can change the channel if you want to. But yet, WWE doesn't give you that choice. They want put, you to watch their product no matter what. Put Ed's comment up. Okay. There we go. Ed comments. He says, AEW has chosen to use blood just for the sake of blood. Look at Hangman versus Brian. And I read it out just for those that are listening to this as an audio afterwards. I just, it's, it's one of those things. Sure, maybe. But so have so many other matches. When Brock Lesnar nearly killed Randy Orton at that SummerSlam mm-hmm. with those elbows, that was blood for the sake of blood to get a shock and awe. Does AEW use it more than the WWE? Absolutely. But I don't think that they're doing it just to do it. You know, I it's tomato, tomato. I mean, if you feel like AEW is, and obviously I don't think Ed watches much AEW. He's an NXT guy. But again, if it's too much, turn the channel. You don't, and if you don't want to do it as a company, don't do it as a company. It's fine. Right. I think and that's... I think uh, I think JPJ has a good uh, a good little argument for that as well. He says, uh, funny that the WWE looks down on it now. But what did they rely on during their height in the attitude era? Shots uh, to the head. Chair yeah. shots. I mean, it was a lot of shock and awe that happened during the attitude era. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even into the ruthless aggression era. It's not mm-hmm. like the WWE is 50 years removed from this. And it's not like they don't use it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like they'll let it out and it'll happen. So I think it was just kind of petty to say. And it proves that AW is 100% competition to them. And they are watching the product, even though they keep telling us that they're not. So I think that's kind of funny. But hey, make sure you catch Jackass Forever in theaters on <laughs> February 4th when Johnny Knoxville puts his nuts in a bear trap. After w- w- winning, losing, winning, I don't, winning, the, winning the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble I, 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 I'm not knocking Jackass at all. I grew up on that that is my jam i'll watch the movie i'm but again doesn't mean i'm going to let my kids watch should those guys stop doing that because like the networks usa network leading up until raw is all law and order svu are we trashing law and order svu because of all their nature of violence and sexual imagery you just don't let your kids watch it simple as that if you don't want your kids to watch AEW, then don't have them watch AEW. mm-hmm Although, and to go along with that, I do believe that uh, Law & Order SVU does have a disclaimer at the beginning of every broadcast, um, just like any professional wrestling show does as well. Just I'm like WWE this, did back in the day. Don't try this at home. <laughs> right? I'm going to put this one up from Ed as well, because I'm, I'm kind of liking this, this flow of conversation that's happening here. He says, also remember the statement talks about uh, this in the 2022 environment. Do we want AEW to bring out the divas like the WWE did because it worked in the Attitude Era? I'm going to take this one just for a moment. I don't believe that what the uh, what AEW is trying to do right now is bring back any style or any type of attitude era did that stuff work back then sure it did but after that what did we get we got a watered down version of an attitude era with the wwe and for the longest time that's all really there was on national television for people to see was the wwe and the pg products that they were putting out these people wanted more attitude era stuff they wanted more blood and guts 
They wanted more tits and ass. I'll just come right out and say it. What is AEW giving them because of their demographic? Yeah, their demographic is the 40-year-olds like me who want to see that stuff. But also that respect that women's division enough Mm -hmm. to not want that. See, there's that's the different. Right? That's different. Like the Divas era, the WWE is trying to get back to that. Just look at Toxic Attraction. Don't tell me otherwise. Like I watch the product. The the we want an edgier product. Wrestling is supposed to not be cookie cutter and clean. It's sometimes a brawl is a brawl, a fight is a fight. But that doesn't mean you degrade women on national TV. That's a mm-hmm. whole nother argument. That's tomato. To, that's apples, oranges. You know what I mean? Like the AEW fan base understands that wrestling can be violent. It can be dirty. It can have the, you know, flaming tables with the burns and the scars and the, all that. But we also respect the women's division that people constantly trash on. Who's That, that division is getting so much better. You can have both. Yeah. You don't need to do just because it worked back then. Yeah, it worked back then. We all watched it. I don't think any wrestling fan will deny the fact that we watched it. It's just that it was a different time. But it's one of those things where it's like you can have both. You can have a really well-respected women's division and you can have a little blood guts in your, I mean, I just, it's, it's different products. You know, people watch what they want. You know what I mean? If you don't right. like it, you turn the channel. That's just my opinion. Like, that's how I parent. If I don't like it, I just turn the channel. This comment coming from Spot Center, um, who claims that Alex sent them over. So thank you, Alex, for that. That's what they're claiming in another uh, comment earlier. But it says an indie fan favorite that happens yearly in some promotions is the fans bring the weapons match. Kids love it. I can I can 100% attest to that. And the reason why I can attest to that is because I have been involved in those. What'd you bring? I didn't bring the fans brought when I was wrestling the fans brought and I was smashed over the head. It took three hits from an old keyboard, like computer keyboard. One of the old thick ones with the big clunky letters Mm -hmm. on it. It took three hits with that, but then the thing exploded. And when that keyboard exploded, the crowd erupted, and it was the highlight of the night for the entire show. People were running around trying to find these keys off the keyboard to take home with them. (laughs) So it was was fantastic. Yeah. I think oh. I saw at a local show, it was a Christmas show, and a dude got busted by one of those big plastic candy cane. And my kid just thought it was the funniest thing to take a piece of it home because it shattered into the crowd. Like, Right? <laughs> right? Just... I, I honestly still have a piece of a crutch that was broken over me in one of my very first hardcore matches. Oh, like, wow. I kept it. I have it. Of course I'm going to keep something like <laughs> yeah. that. Ed, I do want to get this one out here for you as well. It says also a lot of my statements here were uh, just a further conversation. Uh, This was an incredibly dumb statement by the WWE. And yeah, I agree that I think that this statement was pretty ridiculous. HCW Sports saying they're acting like AEW does Terry Funk matches all the time. And that's just fake news, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that is fake news. What is uh, what's JPJ got going on here? He's saying that HCW Sports nailed it. There's uh, legit being a a batch of matches where they've had blood 
and the narrative is that every other match is a bloody type of matchup and just nonsense. And uh, you know what? I, I, I do agree with that. I think that, yeah, it is, uh, it is pretty nonsense. That, That's uh, because when you don't like a certain product, you only see the negatives. You only see like the, the clippings mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, <laughs> there's a few bloody matches here. They must be going crazy. But in right. reality, it's spaced out enough where to the average watcher, it's not a lot. It really isn't. It really isn't. There is something that I want to get to here, and uh, it's something that I've just seen. So this is a little bit of. So to my understanding right now, we're talking professional wrestling. And if you want to see some amazing professional wrestling happening from the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA, normally you have to pay for that shit to see (laughs) shows from the NWA. Apparently this week, if you go to their YouTube channel, it will be there at 730 for free. So their latest episode is going to be there for free at 7.30 p.m. tonight. So go and check out some National Wrestling Alliance, some of the NWA. I love that promotion. I have loved that promotion forever. I mean, it's always been fantastic no matter through all of the years, even when they weren't really well known as much as other uh, other companies. They've always put out good stuff. And uh, hey, if you're a fan of the Smashing Pumpkins and you don't know that Billy Corgan uh, pretty much owns and runs the NWA, what's wrong with you? Go and check them out. (laughs) Go and check them out. Something that I'm not a fan of. I am not a fan of the way that the WWE has been using Natalia over (laughs) essentially her whole damn career. Hmm. I am really getting sick and tired of Natalia just being a consummate professional and workhorse and receiving shit out of it. That came to fruition once again on this past edition of SmackDown, where we had a record broken on SmackDown. They are claiming... That it is uh, three minutes and seventeen seconds in actuality. It was about three or uh, thirty or three point three four seconds. Um, Aaliyah defeating Natalia in <laughs> a little under four seconds. Are you freaking kidding me here? Why again are we having Natalia? who is probably one of the greatest female professional wrestlers with one of the best minds has been taught and brought up in the business by some of the greatest in the world throughout the years. And this is how we're using her. I'm getting flushed just talking about this right now because it makes me so angry. Plugo, take it away while I have a little bit of a drink, please. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. No, I I saw this. All right. So like I have gone on the record a few times and I agree with you. I think Natalia is phenomenal in the ring. I think she is a professional. Something just doesn't clicking. Maybe it's them, but this was just silly. Like it was just an odd thing to do to a 
future Hall of Famer in the sense that like you're trying to put over the Guinness Book of World Records thing, which like nobody cares about that. And you're trying to make a new star in Aaliyah. Don't you think like a five to 10, 15 minute match where she like Natalia carries Aaliyah if need be puts her more on the map than this quick three second roll up for a world record that nobody's going to remember. Like it was just the oddest use of both of those talents. Like you should be using Natalia's to get these women over and keep building your, I've said it forever. We rely on the four horsewomen and Asuka and Alexa bliss. When those mix of those may be out and there's six of them. Why can't we get Natty get one more run? Right? Like, why not? Like, why not try some things that aren't three three second roll ups? Like people complain about AEW and rightfully so to have the nine fifteen match and that's all they do on Dynamite. This was a slap in the face to the consummate professional that is. I can't imagine Natty's like too stoked backstage about this, right? And what did it? It, it just it just didn't sit. It just didn't sit right with me. And I'm not even the biggest Natalia fan out there. And I thought she got did dirty. So if I'm thinking that, then there's something wrong. What does Alex think? What are you thinking on this situation? <laughs> well, and this, forgive me if this is going to be a little long-winded, but I'm going to kind of break this down a little bit. Now, I haven't been the biggest Natalia fan. I apologize. But when you look at it from multiple aspects, I think there's maybe more to it. Like, let's face it. Okay. Let's look at how long she's been with WWE. She's been since about um, when would you say she's she debuted? Oh, fifteen ish, maybe years ago. Years, yeah. yeah. So that, uh, that time, Bret Hart won the title and all. That <laughs> yeah. So, right. So oh, she's been in this. Crowd? She's been in this for a long time. You know, her and T. Uh, TJ, not TJ. Yeah, TJ yeah. have been in this for you know have been a part of WWE for a long time. Now take away the idea of the thir- three minute, you know, three seconds or three minutes and seventeen seconds or whatever the hell the time was. Take that away and look at just the match in itself. Now for Aaliyah, she was last known or last seen during Survivor Series, where she was immediately pulled from the team from SmackDown, and she had a terrible promo backstage where she kept looking at her script. And you want to start to maybe build her or maybe even Natalia sees something in her. So, and maybe Carl, you can kind of attest to this because I too have been in the business and for, for a long time, if I were to ever step back into the ring, I would want to help push the next guy. So maybe this wasn't the matter of like Natalia was getting the rub but more of Natalia saw something in Aaliyah and she said, okay, you know what? I'm going to give her the win, you know, maybe the win under if, uh, with the three seconds, 17 milliseconds or however long it was, wasn't necessarily how she needed to do it, but just giving her the win, you know, cause let's face it. She's the vet in the situation. She ultimately can have the call. So maybe in this, in this standpoint, it's not necessarily like they're screwing her over again. Maybe she's starting to give back because that's a lot of what I've seen. I've been seeing that she's been doing like with Ruby riot, with uh, a lot of your 
you know, up and coming stars. She's been the heel of the situation. She's been in control of the matches. So to see her kind of giving back and helping push and promote these new stars, maybe that's what she's doing. That's a very good take on it. And I sincerely hope that you are wrong. <laughs> um, only Me because, too. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, sure. Who won? I, I, I like, get that. Who looks good in this situation? Nobody. Nobody really. See, that's that that's the thing. And I really hope that it isn't Natalia going, Oh, yeah, I'll just I'll put her over. I'll, you know, three seconds and she can pin me and 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 she gets the win. Okay, it, mar it marks down in the record book. She got the win over Natalia. I don't give a shit. What I would give a crap about is if as the veteran in the ring, I want to be able to say, I endorse this person. I am behind this person 150%. I will take the L. I will lose to this person. But I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. And I want to have a good five-minute, at least five-minute match with them to make sure that they are worthy of that admiration that I'm going to give to mm. them, right? That's that's how I would do it and how I would look at it. I'm not going to get in there with uh, with somebody that's green or a rookie uh, and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to lay down for you and uh, pin me and the match will be over in five seconds. And, whoo, you got to win over the extreme Canadian <laughs> Carl Carafel. Awesome. Nobody's going to remember that. What are they going to remember? Holy shit, you just went five and a half, six, seven, 10, 15 minutes with Natalia and got the win. That's what people are going to remember. I'd remember a win over extreme Carl Caravel if I had one. Let me, let me, again, let me, add, let me tie it back to our last conversation. If you yeah. even, people are talking more about a mid card hardcore street fight with the Anna J. Tay Conti match. Then they're this is what they're doing on their mid card on SmackDown with the women is fighting over the Guinness Book of World Records and three second pins, like all pins are three seconds, but you get what I'm saying a three second mm. match. Match, yeah. When you're trying to build a new star and you have, like you said, a technical wizard like ACW Sports said it in the comments, she's part of the Heart Foundation. She could have you she can't have a bad match with anybody because she will carry that thing to at least decent status no matter how bad they are so why right. not do that <laughs> give me that and give yeah. it to me out of the gate and then do the three second thing like why start with the just awful like okay what did that do for anybody and now you're going to try to get me invested into the match later because she has the guinness book of world records for i, I just I don't know. Oh, and, you, and I was kind of thinking about it too. Maybe, maybe the fact that it's a three-second match is kind of like a rub in the face for for the people complaining about these short second, you know, two-minute matches uh, that WWE has been having with their women's division. Like, okay, you don't think two minutes is long enough? We'll give you three seconds, <laughs> which is terrible. And then they can say, hey. WWE's Aaliyah pinned Natalia in three seconds in the record books. And, you know, <laughs> that to me is just something you would do with like an established star. 
And I get that. And that's someone that. you're trying to get over. Like that three second thing. Yeah, do that with like. No, no, and don't don't misunderstand me. This wasn't me praising them for doing that. No, oh, you know, oh, you are. You <laughs> totally are. You shill. Oh, I get it. Oh, you're good. But you're right, Plugo. You do you do something like that with Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Becky comes in three seconds, matches over, and Charlotte's sitting there going, "What the hell just happened?" I I can I can get I can get behind that because then that's going to build up a little bit more. Right, like this, not so much. Your new it's star just, hard just gets me. just gets quick, easy, cheap wins. Woo. Good job. Right, quickies sometimes are easy, but this one was not. <laughs> are they? I what? this one was not. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Uh, you know it is pretty quick though. What's that? When you're having to. Make sure that you are nicely groomed, especially if you got to go out on a real special date with a nice lady or, or gentleman, whatever you prefer. And you need to make sure that you smell good and that, wait, yeah, you need to make sure that your balls are taken care of as well. And I'm telling you, this here is a whole new balls game. Ew, gross. Did you know that 85% of partners prefer a pair that are fresh and well-groomed? Luckily for me and you guys now, I was introduced to Manscaped. It's a whole new balls game. Oh. Let me show you something new. Lawn Mower 4.0. Look at that state-of-the-art craftsmanship. Now the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer features ceramic blades with skin-safe technology. It really is skin-safe technology like really sweet it's waterproof and cordless so you can take it in the shower big power button right there man that's still quiet one thing that is very important keep a clean shop when it comes to grooming men actually are starting to care manscape made it happen the performance package 4.0 from manscape where you get all that and some freebies to keep it all organized you ever try plucking a nose hair oh pain i prefer the weed whacker that's what it's designed for it's powerful waterproof it includes skin safe technology probably should be doing this at the dinner table where my wife doesn't want me to be you've also got goodies for after you shave crop preserve and deodorant this stuff smells so good people are like mm, what's that smell that smells good it smells manly there's the crop reviver ball toner which i can only describe as like a breath mint for down under whoa quick spray boys you don't even need to shower Alright, that's that's a little too much. You get all of this plus two free gifts. The shed travel bag and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer brief. Holy crap! Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide. This is actually a whole new ball game. Shop now at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And I can definitely tell you that my balls have thanked me since getting manscaped that lawnmower 4.0 is definitely as they say it's i mean it's it's a game changer it definitely is i have manscaped in different ways with different issues happening i have not had any issues after using this product and then the aftercare as well it's just fantastic it smells great i love it um yeah i mean you don't want down there looking like an aw street fight that's why you <laughs> that's gotta right. get the lawnmower 4.0 baby uh, keeps it smooth doesn't doesn't cut you helps reduce the chafing i love that ball toner that me was too. me that commented for the win yeah oh yeah it just, definitely i'll do this is. all day i'm just like right what are you doing right? i'm smelling I'm, fresh every time okay i'm gonna i'm gonna just put it right out every time you go to the bathroom you smell that you smell you smell that ball toner 
Okay, you smell that crop preserver. Every time you go to the bathroom, it is heavenly. It is fantastic. You're not dreading having to use the bathroom anymore because you're like, ah, it's going to smell good. And you're going to look good. And the ladies are going to love it. And the guys are going to love it depending on your whatever you're into. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. I absolutely love it. Because I love it. Because Pluggo loves it. Because Love Wrestling loves it. Because Alex loves it. Because we all love it. We're going to give back to you as well. Go to manscaped.com. While you're there, use our promo code. It is Love Wrestling. You're going to get yourself 20% off whatever you order. Like, that's freaking fantastic. Most places are like 10% off. Okay, cool. 10%. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. 20% is amazing. Plus, free worldwide shipping. Like, how fantastic is that? And then, I don't know if you guys have realized this, but in that little commercial that we saw from Manscaped, thank you so much for allowing us to use that on our program. It comes with those extra gifts. It comes with the shed travel bag. It comes with the boxers. And it comes with what looks like a newspaper. Do you know what that is used for? Catch Again, them trimmings. Total game changer. Never which in your, my Which your partner will appreciate because you're not leaving your ball hairs all over your bathroom floor. Yeah, I wouldn't know from experience at all, ever. No, I've never been yelled at for such a thing before. I'm glad now I've got the newspaper to catch it. So my thank ex-wife you, hated it. Yes. My ex-wife hated it every time that I would I would shave my balls and I would get it either on the floor or it would be in, in the <laughs> tub from you know doing trying to do it in the shower. I mean and yes, you can do it in the shower because it's, <laughs> it's waterproof. waterproof. Like The product is just absolutely fantastic. Again, make sure that you are going to manscaped.com and use that promo code love wrestling for the 20% off plus the free shipping. It is, it's, it's, it's amazing. We're going to move on. Let's get them bills paid, baby. We are. Oh yeah. We got to pay them bills. We got, we got to, we got to make the boss more money. I need need to figure budget more of that budget. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We got one last topic on the docket today, and that topic is going to be our show stopper segments, where we are talking about how you just got served. So this is pretty interesting here. I'm going to kind of read through uh, just just a quick little bit about this. And then I want to get your guys' take on all of this here. So Major League Wrestling is starting a court battle with the WWE. The claims is that WWE has wrongfully deprived its competitors of critical opportunities for many years. uh, But its latest conduct has been even more Uh, unconspicuous or unconspicuous. Uh, It's been bad. Mm. And this is coming from MLW CEO, Court Bauer, who just so happens to be a former writer for the WWE. In his statement, he says, I think we speak for the rest of the professional wrestling world when we say that 
this anti-competitive behavior has to stop. So essentially what they're talking about here is that in the, in the middle of 2021, uh, after MLW entered into a lucrative agreement with the Fox-owned streaming service Tubi, apparently a WWE executive called an executive at uh, the media company and asked it to be terminated, asked for that deal to be terminated. Uh, if it wasn't, the WWE threatened to stop doing business with Fox and pull its programming. This all happening just days before MLW content was to begin airing on Tubi. Um, they're also saying that uh, in the complaint that this led to event cancellations, delays, and resulting in a 40% drop of ticket sales within weeks. Now, WWE retorted and just pretty much said, WWE believes these claims have no merit and intends to vigorously defend itself against them. That's what the company had stated. Th this is actually pretty interesting here. And uh, we may or may not see what more comes out of this, but it's really interesting that, that a company has decided to, to do this once again to kind of go up against the WWE. Alex, what, what are your thoughts on this entire thing right now? So I had no idea that Tubi was owned by Fox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when I hear that MLW is going to be on Tubi, it kind of leans me into perhaps WWE was within a contractual right because they didn't want to have counter-programming. However... I know that WWE has been doing these circumstances for a long time. Like when AEW first started up, there was a big bidding war for a lot of venue names or, you know, like Bash the Beach, Halloween Havoc, even the Dusty Road or the Rhodes name itself. When uh, Cody left, you know, he didn't have the Cody Rhodes name. He just had Cody because WWE owned the road's name now yeah there's a lot of contractual things that you have to go into whether or not to own a name you know whether cody could use the name or could own the name or whatnot because Rhodes isn't his real last name but i digress but at the same time wwe has been known to go behind people and copyright their name as they used on the indies, so they can't go back to the indies and use that name because now they own it. So you have to get around it by saying, oh, I'm Jason with a A-C-E in there somewhere. <clears throat> so these kind of backhanded techniques that WWE has used aren't unfamiliar with the rest of the wrestling world. Plugo, your thoughts? You just brought up. You just thought maybe think about Cody Rhodes. The world has <laughs> wrestling world hasn't been the same since he got the Rhodes back. That's all I'm gonna say. That's another topic for another mm -hmm. day. It's interesting because again, it's one of these things where it's like the WWE is always so firm in their stance of like we don't believe X, Y, and Z are competition. Are you really worried that Tubi? No offense to Tubi, I have Tubi. I watch a couple things here and there on Tubi, but I'm not. Name the streaming services you're going to go to first, right? And on a random night where it's not going to affect anything. And most people 
would binge watch that MLW product instead of going live to it. But it's it's interesting on MLW's part to make these claims. He must really think he's got something here because, like WWE said, we're vigorously going to fight it. They could bury MLW mm. in terms of legal fees for years and strap them if they wanted to continue to mess with this because this isn't something that they're just going to show up next week and settle in on a, you know in front of a jury. And I don't think it ever gets there. I think that MLW will get paid out and we'll never hear about it yeah settled in court definitely yeah least. and you'll never hear part of the agreement will be you'll never speak of it but for some of those claims yeah i could see the wwe under like yeah we work with fox so we don't want ml but you know and then they kicked them off vice as well because vice was owned by usa or something i didn't read all the legalities of it like i could barely read our budget reports weekly <laughs> so don't expect me to go into the legal mumbo jumbo but basically yeah the wwe does all they can to protect the wwe and look out for them so yeah in a way but it's hard to claim i guess my point is it's really hard on mlw's part to claim a monopoly when there's so many other product like aws on a national television contract right now impact was for a little while they are not so much now but they're still on net cable tv mlw was on cable tv for a little bit so it's going to be hard to prove those claims and i think by the time you were to prove it it'll be settled it'll be just a blip in the radar and somebody's getting paid out Right. So just to get to let everybody know about the whole vice situation as well. Um, so MLW is claiming that the WWE interfered with their deal with vice as well. So um, WWE's influence over vice is actually due to a and E owning 40% of vice and the WWE has been airing programs on a and E for some time now. So the thought is the WWE put pressure on A&E while A&E did the same to Vice, also considering that Vice airs Dark Side of the Ring, mm -hmm. a series that kind of brings to light things that the WWE would prefer to have well-kept secret hidden. Um, I find it very interesting that there would be something like that, right? Something like... Um, dark side of the ring that's on there that the wwe uh, shows that if they don't want mlw on there well why couldn't they do the same thing now with you know dark side of the ring because that gets ratings for vice i mean those if we're being honest here like vice tv the only thing i watch on there is those dark side of the rings and then maybe some other docuseries that pique my interest i'd have to imagine that AEW's like or AEW, A and E, is like that pretty much drives Vice. Those things are so massively over. But at the same time, isn't it kind of funny that, you know, Dark Side of the Rings popping off and then WWE's like, no, let's tell the better story, like the, the cleaner story <laughs> mm -hmm. on A and E. All right. Real Take Sports, thank you for hopping in. Really appreciate that saying, uh, keep up the good work, boys. Love to see the growth. Thank you so much. Uh, just as the ticker down below now says, thank you to all our amazing fans and supporters. Definitely. It's very interesting to see um, this whole thing progress. And I'm sure over the next few weeks, we definitely will see more coming out of this as this court battle just continues to uh, make its way and make head. So I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see.
But on a what? quick note, but the WWE yeah. can go pick Knockouts champion Mickey James out of you know Impact and put her in the Rumble, but MLW can't air on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like the WWE is only looking out for them and what benefits them, and if it makes sense for them and money for them, they're all for it, regardless of anything else. Which, sure, I guess that's good for business. That's a great model, but. Wouldn't it, like, again, and I always preface this around this time of year because it's Royal Rumble time. It would be massive if a free agent Cody Rhodes just showed up in the Rumble for one time only. It would take over the news sphere in wrestling. And why not, like, benefit both? More wrestling is better for everybody. Right. I think. Right. And I think that's what the WWE may kind of be doing here. I mean... Last week, we, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about the whole situation with uh, Mickey James going over there and different ways that we feel that it has been done and how it could have been done or what has been done and how things are going to go and all of that wonderful stuff. So go and check out the last episode if you want to hear all about that. But um, yeah, it's very interesting. You do bring up a really good point. Why can't something like that happen? And you're right. The WWE really does just seem to pick and choose for their own betterment. And I think Mm -hmm. that this one here, as mentioned on the last episode of Turnbuckle Talk, this is probably just a betterment for the WWE to say, oh, there's no hard feelings from the whole garbage bag fiasco. Yeah. Um, Right? So, and which which totally sucks because, uh, you know what, I think Mickey James would be phenomenal to be able to go, you know, interpromotional and do great work with a lot of different companies and build professional wrestling again i don't even i don't i won't even classify it as women's wrestling she she's there to help build professional wrestling again right and i i think that that's a fantastic idea if the wwe may be open to they got it pushing that door open a little bit more (laughs) right they've opened it up a crack and now now they need to to push it open a little bit more plugo where can we find you on the socials as well as love wrestling well, you can find me on Twitter at Plugo underscore right down there in the... I never, I still haven't figured that out. Um, you find me on Facebook at Plugo Loves Wrestling. You can find uh, me here on Love Wrestling every Thursday night at 8 or 8.30 with my boy JPJ and Alex for Between Two Beards, constantly blowing that budget. And then you can find uh, the Between Two Beards at B2Beards on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. We have a TikTok now as well. And whatamaneuver.net. We've got shirts. Go over there, get you some merch, help me pay some of these bills that I have put a lot of IOUs on to Spencer's tab. That would be awesome. Yes, it would be. Yes, it would be. That way, maybe some of that money can come towards well, other people too. We'll yeah. talk Alex. out there. Maybe we can figure it out. <laughs> Alex, yes, I want sir. you to plug yourself. And tell everybody who you are, where you are, and where they can find you. Well, I'm Alex. I'm five foot eight. I enjoy a good. I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, I am Alex Ecto Guy eighty seven on the Twitter. Uh, you can find me every Thursday night with this beautiful beard, as well as JPJ's beautiful beard. I'm in the background most of the time watching the stocks go into the red. So you know the budget kind of just like ooh, falls. But besides that, I am. Behind the scenes, mostly right now at Love Wrestling. But on January 29th for the Royal Rumble, my show, Love Wrestling Figures, returns. 
where I unbox and have a little fun and talk about the history of these wrestling figures. So that's about it. And all of these programs can be found over at lovewrestling.ca. You can also check out the YouTube channel. Go over there, and you know what? They have playlists set up to make it real easy for you. Go and get that view count up for us. Start a playlist. Just let it run all day while you're sitting yeah. at home, even if you got to make some supper or do anything like that. Just let it play, and you, something will catch your ear, and you'll be like, holy shit, I need to stop for a second. And, go. and then you'll rewind it, and then you'll watch it over again. And then, yeah, definitely go get those playlists and make sure that you get those watch counts up because every time that you watch, definitely, I can guarantee you, it helps us out, and we're so happy that you do. This has been absolutely fantastic, but I need to get a couple of housekeeping things out of the way here super quick as well. We want to talk to you about collarandelbowbrand.com. As you saw during this episode and every episode, I am wearing my collar and elbow branded hat. Turnbuckle Talk is the first sponsored podcast from Collar and Elbow Brand, and they have been fantastic to us over these few years. Go and check them out, collarandelbowbrand.com. While you're there, use the promo code JKPODCAST, and you're going to get yourself 10% off your entire purchase, whether it's brand new or clearanced merchandise. We want to talk to you about our friends over at Phoenix at FNXFit.com as well. If you're looking for health and workout supplements, some really nice workout gear, go and check out Phoenix at FNXFit.com. Use promo code TBTALKPOD. You're going to get 15% off your order as long as there is not a reoccurring purchase that is put in there. StreamYard has been an absolutely fantastic platform for us, bringing you all of these video podcasts. So happy that StreamYard is available for us to use. And if you're in the Edmonton, Alberta, Canada area, check out Rich over at RK Athletics. Great personal support happening over there for all of your workouts. Uh, they're going to get you into shape. They're going to get you into every shape that you need to be in. And if for some reason you're not in the area, go and check out their websites. Go and check out their social medias. RK Athletics One is where you're going to find them. They have stuff that they can do with you at home as well. So please go and check out all of them. And we can't end this off without saying thank you to Spencer over at Love Wrestling, established in 2021, bringing on this program that was established in 2015 and allowing us to broadcast on here as well. Absolutely, positively, 1,000% thankful for that for Plugo and for alex i am carl carafel this has been another edition of turnbuckle talk and we'll see you on the next one